Welcome to the Your Money Hour podcast. I am your host, Dakota Grady. And I want to say thank you all for joining us on this show. I have a guest, Carolyn Owens. She is the owner of Infinity Coaching. And she also has a, has a podcast called Coaching with Carolyn. I've been on her show at least twice. So I wanted to, I'm actually honored to have her on my show tonight because she doesn't do interviews. I've learned that tonight. So I'm <laughs> grateful to have her on my show. Without further ado, Carolyn, welcome to the show. Let everybody know who you are and where you're from. Hi, Dakota. Thank you so much for um, having me here today. Uh, it is, I, it's true, I don't do a lot of interviews, but that's my challenge going into the new year. I've been challenged to do more. So I, I always great to start with someone who's like, you know, family here. So thank you so much. And for me, um, I am, I reside in the DMV area and that's DC, Maryland, Virginia, but I, I, Philly is home, you know, diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan all the way, even though we're not having the best season, but um, I am the, everything Philly, you know, say I am Philly made. <laughs> so, um, and I am uh, retired from the military. I retired as a Navy commander a few years ago. And after I retired, I took the parts that I liked best about being in the military, and it's the people and the leadership, um, the training and skills and experiences I have. And I created Infinity Coaching, where I serve as a career strategist, executive leadership and life coach. I do a lot of organizational training. Um, I also work with individuals with disabilities. And I also serve as I blog and have my podcast, which is Let's Coach with Carolyn. Um, but I have a lot of fun doing what I do. So it looks like you're busy as a retired <laughs> Navy person. You were in the Navy, right? Yes. Navy. So what's your, so what was the highest ranking, I guess, title you had in there? And then talk about some of the leadership skills that you learned in that particular area of the military. So um, I retired as a Navy commander. And so one of the, you know, a lot of what I learned, I, you know, you realize that there's a lot of people who never leave their neighborhoods. Um, they don't get the experience of other cultures, um, diversity, different experiences. So uh, the communication skills, being able to relate to other people, because I worked in that, you know, human resource leadership management arena. So I interacted with so many different people from different countries. Um, I taught at the Army War College, which was one of my favorite assignments when I taught there. And I got to teach a lot of international officers as well, high ranking uh, international students, civilian personnel. So that was a great experience too. So the experiences that we don't normally get, and then we receive a lot of leadership training, a lot of experience that we can turn around and share with others. So there was so much that I, I gained from that time on being on active duty. It wasn't always like, you know, this wonderful, great day, but no career is. So I I have no regrets of my time that I served. And you were there for 24 years, is that right? Yes, 24 years. So were you on the water or were you on land most of the time? So I came in at a time where there weren't a lot of sea billets for sea like assignments for women. And so when they started opening up more, I was already pretty senior. And the one opportunity I had, I wasn't able to go. It was like, man, because I was excited, I was ready to go, but it didn't work out that I got to do that. So, but now, I mean, 
there's so many doors open for women to be able to have more experiences like that. So I, I did come out in a time where at the rank I was at the time, I could not get that sea duty in. But I did get the experience, you know, working on ships and doing different types of, you know, assessments and determinations of how many people were needed to work on the ship and do different things. So I did get to learn a lot about, you know, operational, technical, strategic type of stuff, which was pretty fun. So it sounds like you use the information from your career, translated that into the business. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yes. I don't think that I could have a successful business without the things that I was exposed to, the things that I learned. Um, that was one of the good things. I had a lot of people who taught me things that I could also transition into in retirement when I retired from the military. So talk about your business. Like what gave you the desire to start it and share what you, like if, if I were a client, share what were you, how you helped me in that situation. <laughs> so what was, what's um, ironic, I never would have imagined, you know, if you had asked me before, you know, go, growing up and everything that I'd have my own business, I, it never was even a thought. Writing was because I always like to write. Um, but it was never thought of having a business. And it was when I was transitioning out, my boss had already retired. Um, he was a senior and executive in the, uh, with our, the last command I was assigned to, Mark Thorne. And he said, hey, he's the one who said, hey, Carolyn, I'm getting into this coaching you know, world and I think you really need to take a look at it. You think, I think it's perfect for you and you need to really kind of think about doing this. And when I started looking at the different schools and different programs, I'm like, oh, this is exactly the skills and things that I like most about the military. I can transition working with the people, doing the training. And I was like, all right, this is perfect. But even then I wasn't thinking of it as, you know, this is going to be my business. And as it evolved and I got, you know, more and more people working with me and it began to grow and it just hit me. This is actually a business. I got incorporated. Um, I've been, you know, able to continue going from there. Awesome. So if someone came to you, if I came to you as a client and how would you start the conversation and what would it look like for me to become one of your clients? So I think one of the first things as a, you know, as a business owner is establishing rapport with an individual and getting to know, you know, something about them. Because a lot of times when people are thinking about working with a coach, the reason that they come with may not be the real reason that they want the coaching. Um, and, and for example, serving as a career strategist, I've had someone who wanted to apply for a government job. And as we talked through the conversation, they didn't really want this job. It was what everybody was saying they should do. Mm. And what they really wanted was to work in real estate. Mm. So after we finished talking and everything, they went and, you know, I, I need to get my real estate license. I need to do this. And I mean, they were not, they were a little bit older and they were thinking about a career change, but and everybody was still saying, go work for this particular government agency. But you could hear how unhappy she was as she talked about it. But when she talked about real estate, it was like she totally lit up. It was like, we got to why she wasn't pursuing it. And she was able to go ahead and say, you know what? This is, this is what I'm gonna do. And you know, she went off and got into real estate. Awesome. So it's really 
taking time to understand, you know, one of the best skills a coach can have is to listen to what someone is really saying or isn't saying, you know, to kind of dive into that. So I think one of the best things is getting to, to establish that rapport and getting to know someone. You know, what is the, what, why are they even considering working with a coach? What's going on with, you know, their world, their life? Because a coach shouldn't be telling someone, this is what you do. You know, you've got to do things exactly like that. It's really finding out what the individual wants to do. What is their true authentic place and, you know, what, how do they want to grow? How do they want to give back? Exactly. It's about understanding people before. It's like a doctor. They're trying to prescribe before they diagnose, right? Yes. So you got to diagnose before you prescribe something. Same thing with coaching. You have to understand people's situation and then give them direction. Because again, you could have said, well, I agree with them, the people who were telling her to be uh-huh. to go to this particular agency and she would have been happy until she decided to retire, right? Yes. You know, it's funny because one of the, the skill sets that a, a coach will have is knowing how to ask the right questions. Mm. You know, and it's it's uh, that communication piece becomes important. Being able to know what to ask. That's someone who um, I was talking to, and they were saying I, it was an individual I was working with, and I was able to get you know them to grow to get the resolution they needed, but the other person couldn't. And they asked, "What was the difference?" And I said, if you look at the way you ask the questions, the way you communicate it, you weren't able to kind of make that connection. You know, when you say, you'll hear some people say, well, a coach can coach any and everybody. Well, I don't believe that philosophy. You have to have some kind of connection to be able to work together because it's that mutual connection and relationship that's going to help someone achieve success. That's true. I mean, having a rapport is important because you gotta build trust with somebody before you can sell them something or build trust with somebody before you can encourage them and guide them and give them something that they need to change their lives. If you don't have that rapport, it's like making a, a cold call, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. So talk about this, what have been some of the challenges? Well, first, what challenges did you have being in the Navy, being a woman, one, and then, how did you overcome those challenges? So um, I became an, an officer in the Navy at a very young age. I graduated from high school, early college, early. And so I was, I didn't understand some of the dynamics and cultural challenges that came with going into the Navy as a woman and as a black female. Um, I, there were, growing up in Philly, you know, we had a kind of toughness to us and I brought that there with me. And I think that's what kind of gave me that ground to be able to stand up for myself when some things, you know, there's some things that I look back on now that were said in the beginning, initial times that were like, whoa, you know, you reflect on, um, you know, just comments about, you know, being a minority and stuff that you didn't understand. It was this underlying kind of comments and things that were said. And I look back and I realized what those things meant. and but even with that i think the the military is one of those environments where you it's it's you don't see color as much because if it comes down to it and you've got to count on that person you know that's going to have to have your back in those situations that's not what you're thinking of you're thinking about the mission and everything that you got to take care of 
And so it was some challenges. And like I said, I came in at a time when women were stepping into roles that they had not previous, previously uh, been in. I, mean, I remember someone saying we were in a class and he said to us, um, the only reason, it was several women in the class, not just myself. And he said, the only reason you joined and came in, you know, as officers is because you thought this was sexy. And, you know, remember, I'm still from Philly and I'm thinking, did this man really just say that we all here because this is, because this surely wasn't my definition of something that was sexy. You know, this was a career, this was a goal and we're getting over the hurdles just like everybody else. But I, to this day, can remember him standing there and telling us that's why we were here. That's why we came to serve, because we thought it was sexy, you know, and definitely wasn't the reason any of us were there. But that was the kind of statements and things that we were, were dealing with at that time. Hmm. Interesting. So your career had you, well, give you the ability to overcome those kind of, I guess, little prejudices or things like that, right? I mean, over time, you know, that's one of the things that I set out to make sure that I, I would create programs and things where people got to learn about the different cultures and, you know, experience what, what trying to build a strong team. So we do different things where we kind of educate each other and learn from each other. And so because you have people who come from all over the world. We had people from the Philippines, you know, and we got to learn about, you know, what it was like growing up there and the taste of food they would bring in. And so there was a lot of, you know, the fun things that we got to do. And even when we think about diversity, most of the time people think of gender or race. But when we think about geographically too, that someone who grew up in California is going to be different than, you know, the background we get growing up in Philadelphia. And so being able to kind of talk about different things, you know, I remember some um, people who, when they see snow for the first time, and I'm like, I'm trying to get away from some of this three foot <laughs> snow, and you're seeing it for the first time. Um, so it was, it, you know, those are some of the things that we, we got to have fun and share and, you know, different things about Southern food and Philly cheese steaks and, you know. Awesome. Yeah, just having that melting pot of people is important. That way you can appreciate differences, right? Yes. Yes. So talk about being a single mom and also you do a podcast, you write. So talk about all those things. How do you have time to do all those things and talk about being a single parent as well? So that was the main reason I did uh, retire from the military was for my son um, because he had, he had reached a point where he pretty much told me he needed me. Um, he was in, I think, middle school at the time and he was ready. He was ready to have me, you know, be more present. And I'm, I'm probably the best thing that I did because we got to have a lot of good, fun, quality time together. Um, I, in having retired and started my own business, also gave me that freedom and flexibility to be, to go to all the school events and to go on the overnight field trips as a chaperone. Um, we got to do a lot of great things. But again, it wasn't always the, the you know, the best easiest situation because it was it was me and him you know kind of navigating through this journey and you don't one of the things I would say you don't realize how much your children are listening to what you say and how you work and what you do because he has you can see he has my work ethic he's very very you know when he starts a job he's dedicated going to make it happen 
Um, he's in school right now, going to college, and you could see how he's trying to really learn. He's uh, studying um, in the gaming community mm-hmm. and a lot of technical stuff. You know, for me, I'm not the tech person, and so I'm in a people-oriented field. But um, you can see a lot of those qualities that are kind of carried over to him. And he, I didn't realize he'd listen to when I was, you know, learning more about coaching because I always try to keep up with trends and my skills as well to stay relevant as a coach. But he was also listening. Like he came to know some of the people I was interviewing on the podcast. He recognizes their voice now. He knows what they've taught. Um, some of the uh, people that I would listen to to grow for my own um, personal development, he knows he'll hear their voices. Oh, mom, you're listening to Gary Vee again. You know, he knows who these people are and starts kind of listening to it and absorbing it himself. So it, it was, I think that's one of the best things out of all of this is what he got to learn from it. But he also saw that it wasn't just, you know, you may wave a magic wand and everything comes together. He got to see the work that was put into it. And I remember one time I was like, I was so frustrated. I was like, you know what? I need to just be done. You know, I, why, who do I think I am? I'm trying to build this business. This is crazy. And he said to me, if you do that, what are you teaching me? And I was like, oh, okay. He said, is that what you, you really think you want to walk away from all the work that you've put into this? And I was like, okay, son, check me, you know, okay. So he was right there. He was like that, you know, silent right hand pushing you along the way. Gave you the inspiration to <laughs> leave your career after 24 years and then to start a new career as a business coach. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So I have a daughter. She's four years old. So she's not <laughs> to that point to tell me, like, Daddy, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> oh, keep doing what you're doing. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, you want to hear? We gonna hear her hopping on her podcast. Right, right, right. So <laughs> your podcast. I've been to your show twice. Talk about your podcast and what well, what kind of guests have you interviewed on your show? Oh man! Uh, so the podcast is Let's Coach with Carolyn, and I will say it has evolved and grown over the years. I went back and um, listened to one of those first episodes I did because it started as Let's Coach with Mark and Carolyn, and Mark was the person I was telling you about. He was my um boss that I, I had and we he had come a coach prior to me becoming a coach and so we started a podcast together but then I ended up kind of doing it by myself and so over the years I've just watched evolve and grow and um, I, a lot of uh, guests will seek me out now to be on the show and it's a very kind of relaxed conversational flow but it's also educating and teaching about aspects of empowerment, professional development. There's podcast episodes for the business owner, the career professional. And a lot of times we'll be talking about skill sets for business owners, but we apply it to the career professional as well. And so we've had guests from, um, recently we had uh, uh, Grace Salmon, who I have to say, her book is probably the best book that I've read all year. And it's The Ease. And I, it was a great, fun episode. And I, you know, call she, we're, call her my friend now. But her, her book goes through exploring all different aspects of gender, race, sexuality. And it said um, Tobias is like one of the main characters in the book, who's an older black gentleman who inherited land that the slave owners left to his family. And it goes through this story of, you know, 
how they began to tell the stories and what it evolved into. And it's set in the Maryland area, the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia. So you could really kind of picture the places and events and things that she was talking about. So having her on the show was, it was a wonderful experience. And I do believe her book is gonna someday be a movie. We've already picked out who should play which piece parts, but having her, I've interviewed people who are just starting out in business or pushing, putting out their first book up until, you know, multi-millionaire, billionaire levels that have been guests on the show. Um, Todd Palmer was someone I recently interviewed who uh, had a, he had over $600,000 in debt and was about to figure out walking away from his business, the people he, he employed, everything that was going on. And, you know, you had this man that's doing this interview and when he talks about the, the what had to make that change and it involved him, you know, admitting the lack of confidence that he had the self-doubt in himself, the, you know, he had to get vulnerable and real with himself. And how many, you know, men are going to have to face the reality and look at themselves in the mirror about that situation. So, um, you know, I like to think, you know, all the interviews we do are great. And we've had Dakota Grady on the show, <laughs> who always gives great financial advice. Um, he always talks about that dirty word, the budget. But <laughs> <laughs> So we love having you come on and share some tips and strategies uh, that help people manage their money and telling your story. So um, I'll mention one other person, Erin McCormick, who grew up uh, on the south side of Chicago, raised also by a single mom. And he talks about how he had to walk away from some of his family's culture and traditions. And, you know, they didn't believe in going to college. There's so many things of the belief because of the church they belong to, where he almost says it's like cult-like that he had to walk away from, but he ended up becoming this success at IBM and eventually then started his own, you know, business and speaking and has written a book on how you can do the same thing. So think about having to walk from away from some of your family members. So I, I, I learned from the shows we have, from the guests we have, and I really enjoyed doing the show. We shared tips and strategies from the business world and coaching tips that people can use in their everyday lives. Awesome, awesome. So if you hear that podcast, check it out. Let's <laughs> coach with Carolyn. So let's coach, you keep getting it. Let's coach with Carolyn. Right, I got that right? I got it right the time, right? Oh, then, oh, let's coach with Carolyn, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's you, coach with Carolyn. <laughs> I'm fired. I'm fired. So before we close, how can people, well, before, I'm going to say something. Give us one nugget from your experience, business life, being a parent, a mother, a leader in military, business owner. What can you leave with the audience to encourage them? Because right now, COVID-19 has probably ripped this whole year, right? Give people some, yes. something they can hold on to and move forward, please. So, you know, the sun's going to shine. That's one thing we know. The sun's going to shine. And we know, you know, someone once said to me recently, even, that there's no guarantees in life. And I said, I can tell you one guarantee that we're going to all die someday. 
I said, but the difference is you have the day you were born and the day that you're going to die. And it's that dash in the middle that we get to choose and determine how we live our lives. Adversity, it's going to come. You know, sadness is going to come. Pain is going to come. But, and we're going to have people who tell us, you got to do this. You got to do that. I will tell you, if I listened to the things that were said to me about what I could not do and what I should do, I wouldn't be where I am today. I, you know, would not have successfully raised my son. I would not have a business that I love doing the work, the writing that I'm working on and will do in the future. You know, if I listen to all the naysayers and people that want to hold you back, you won't achieve it. So you choose. You get to decide how you want to live that dash. And so really take time. We don't, you know, think about what is it that you want? How do you want to show up and live your life? And it could be, you know, you could be a janitor. You could be working at the, a retail shop. You could be doing being a coach or have a podcast. But the key is to do it your best. Give it 100% of the best that you can do and know that you've given your own. Awesome. Live your dash on purpose, people. Live your dash on purpose. Strictly from Carolyn Owens. So Carolyn, <laughs> how do people find out about you on social media and your website? So um, if you go to carolyn360.com, you will find connections to, you know, email, social media, website, everything is right there. It's carolyn360.com. And you'll find out all about me there. It's just links for everything. Uh, and I, I will say my top social media platforms are Twitter and Instagram. I'm getting better with Instagram. You get to know more about me on Instagram, though, as well as the business. So. All right. And one more time for your podcast. I'm going to mess it up. I'll let you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so the podcast is Let's Coach with Carolyn. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. We're kind of like all over. And it's funny because um, sometimes I'll get these emails about me ranking in Australia and all these like cool places. So definitely check us out. And hey, if you are an author or you're a coach and you want to be on the show, shoot me an email as well. So Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Carolyn. This is the Your My Hour podcast.